Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 a plan for your life. You've set goals. You know where you want to go. Congratulations on finding Star Style. Be the star you are. Our vibrant hosts, passion, purpose, and possibility producer Cynthia Bryan and her energetic daughter, healthy living specialist Heather Brittany, share the best roads, fastest detours, and successful strategies for a life worth living. Reach your potential with their personal achievement coaching, miracle moments, inspiring guests, titillating interviews, and business bites. Be introduced to new books and innovative ideas that encourage you to live a positive, sustainable lifestyle while achieving your dreams. Ignite your power, make a difference in the world, and shoot for the stars. It's the power hour of living, loving, laughing, and learning. On Star Style, be the star you are. Lend us your ears. The party starts now. Never say never. Live your dream. Well, welcome, power partners, to our informational playground. This is Star Style, be the star you are, brought to the airwaves under the species of Be the Star You Are, positive media and literacy charity. We are your hosts. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Whitney. And we are coming to you live on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, where we strive to seed, stimulate, and support space for positive, meaningful conversations. And in case you haven't seen any of our Facebook posts, this is actually our 12th year with World Talk and Voice America. So we are celebrating this year. That's kind of a long time, even though we've been broadcasting live since 1998, but on this one network. So how cool is that? Well, the Miracle Moment is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity, which has been honored once again in 2014 um, as a top nonprofit. You can visit us at bethestarur.org or btsya.org. And this is by Beryl Pfizer. If I spent as much time doing the things I worry about getting done as I do worrying about doing them, I wouldn't have to anything to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, isn't that true? Don't we so yeah. often, we worry about what we have to get done. We go to bed and we can't sleep because we're thinking about all those things um, that have to get done. But if we actually just do it, sometimes it just stops the worry. So that's kind of, that is a good thing. Well, in our show today, we are right smack in the middle of summer. We hope that you're all enjoying a wonderful summer here in Northern California, well, the sun is out, but it's a bit muggy. It's been kind of crazy weather. And in Southern California, Heather, you have a really hot day, you said. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Finally, we had kind of the opposite last week or two weeks ago. We've been experiencing that super muggy, um, almost humid, just kind of gross. Feeling, um, but now we finally have some sunshine and nice weather. So, you know, it is 
It's so different when the sun's out because I'm just a big swimmer. I like to try to, well, I don't try, I swim just about every day. But if the sun's not out, I don't feel like it. It's like the sun makes, you know, makes me feel better. Uh, but, you know, when it's kind of gloomy, then I just sort of want to crawl up in a ball and, you know, hibernate. It's that bear, that's the mama bear in me. Well, today's show, we're going to talk about 60-second health boosters. We're going to give you some recipes for some fun summer libations. And finally, we're going to tackle the idea of fat because new research is indicating that we might have been misled about eliminating all that fat from our diet because we actually really do need it to eliminate disease. But we're going to go right to Health Matters right now because Heather wants to tell us about how you don't need a lot of time to improve your health. And as you know, Heather is a bar instructor, and she's, she does bar every day and several times a day. And she has some really great tips on what we can do to improve our health, but do it quickly because we're in this fast, fast, fast society. So what do you have for us, Heather? Yeah, seemingly a fast society. So... When it comes to losing weight or healthy choices, a lot of times people think that you, know, you have to spend hours in the gym and then plus hours preparing healthy meals, um, spending your whole day basically planning your whole next day. Um, but what you may not realize exactly is that there's a lot of easy, quick improvements um, that you can do for your health and wellness on a daily thing. So um, first off, just kind of getting anything, is drinking a tall glass of water. Now, we know that you're supposed to have eight glasses a day, uh, 64 ounces, um, but there's so many health benefits of just drinking water. And the one thing is the hydration um, is a, a lot of times when people think they're hungry, it's actually because they're thirsty. Um, you know, their body's dehydrated. When you feel dizzy, when you feel confused, um, sometimes due to fatigue or your mood is affected by the hydration in your body. Um, just like the world, our body is made up of so much amount of water. So first thing, um, things I always recommend is before you go to sleep at night, drink a glass of water. Uh, if you're like me, you may have to get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, but by drinking water before you go to bed, that's going to help alleviate any puffiness. So Save time on, you know, things in the morning. Your skin's going to be more hydrated and less puffy. Um, also, too, the next first thing in the morning is drink a glass of water. Drinking um, a cold, an ice-cold glass of water, so put some ice in it, in the morning is going to help lower your body temperature, which is then going to make your metabolism work harder to bring your body back up to its metabolic, uh, uh, original heat that it's supposed to be at. And that first thing in the water, in the first thing in the morning, water, it's going to get your digestive system going. So all those kinds of things, a lot of times people want to reach for coffee first thing. Before, and then not saying not to, but first have that water. That's also going to help hydrate you, wake you up, and get everything kind of moving and going. Um, another thing, too, I know this is a I'm, big thing. I'm glad you're bringing up water, though. I really think that it's the number one you know, the number one thing, because our bodies are made of water. And if we don't get enough water, it throws everything off balance. And so many people don't drink water. You know, they drink sodas and they drink, you know, other things. But exactly. water and really needs to be the base of everything. All not created equal. A lot of times people think, oh, I'm drinking a soda, I'm drinking a beer, I'm drinking coffee. Well, those certain things, um, they actually dehydrate you. They make you more thirsty. And not to add any other uh, various, you know, added calories and sugars and fats. Um, another way, too, just kind of quickly jumping back on the water, if you're someone that has a hard time, it's a hard thing drinking a lot of water. I just recently started carrying on these giant glass jugs. In the house, I carry on the, the glass ones. When I go out, I put down glass with these little 
kind of holders protect it so my hands don't slip. Um, but these giant jugs that I believe are 45 ounces each, and I, I've now been drinking probably like five of them a day because there's that mix that's kind of confusing your brain. Uh, I'm just drinking one thing, but when it's a larger, you tend to drink the whole amount of thing. So I've been drinking. That's one help me. And also, by putting in a sliced lemon each morning, you can spice up. You can put lemon, uh, slices of lemon, slices of lime, mint, any kind of thing that's kind of spritz up your water that gives it more of a flavor. So a lot of times people say, oh, this water is so bland. I don't want put some, you know, fresh fruit in it that's kind of going to infuse the water, and that will help you, help you drink more of it, um, which actually... Speaking of infusing, one thing I love doing is lemon and cucumbers. And cucumbers, as you know, they have so many. Oh, I know. Me too. I just, I love it. It tastes so good. So one thing, the power of cucumbers, I like to call it spa water, but cucumbers, um, because they are made of so much of water, getting back to that, um, they're great as a stress reliever. If you have puffy eyes, uh, one thing um, I learned from someone is take uh, slice and cucumbers, put them in the freezer for a little bit, Take them out and then lay down, put them on your eye. That's going to help reduce puffiness, as we sometimes get. Another thing, too, with that is uh, a bad breast fever. So take a slice of cucumber, press it across the, the top of your roof for 90 seconds in your mouth. Um, and, again, do the water in that. That's going to help uh, increase your saliva. So hold it there for about a minute. Take it out. And, again, I mean, who knows what you've been eating, consumed before, but because the saliva production is going, that's going to help alleviate any bad breath you may be experiencing. Um, another thing, the sim- again, the simplest things is just getting into your health. Smiling. Um, there's going to be a tea for two coming up shortly in, in a few months or a few weeks or so. Uh, talking about what, um, you know, face, like, what, you know, your facial expressions can do to you. But smiling, that sort of fake it till you make it. Um, oftentimes, you know, if you're faking, you know, uh uh-huh, you're laughing. Before you know it, you're actually laughing or smiling. Um, smiling, they say, it boosts your mood. It makes you happier. Um, it sends, you know, neurotransmitters to your brain of, of, of an experience of happiness and joy. And before you know it, you do feel happier. You do feel good. Um, even with the great weather, go outside. Um, I love that. I, you know, we say that a lot about smiling. So, and, and all of us have issues. You know, we all have problems and we all have sad times and we all have things that happen to us. But putting that smile on your face, it gives you face value. So, it, that's a really, that is a good one. And, and, and I think and, when you're smiling, you just feel, you know, you feel better about yourself. So, that's going to boost your health for sure. Yeah, another thing, too, especially with this gorgeous weather, even if you're not, if you're in a state or area that is maybe really, really, get outside. Um, one thing, you're going to get fresh air, and actually, even being in a house, going outside, you get those seasonal things. It gets so relaxing in the house. You go outside, experience nature, see what's out there. But the big buzz that we always talk about is the power of vitamin D. Um, and vitamin D is a thing that it helps for the, the sun, they say, that it helps um, produce it more into your uh, your skin. Your body will naturally make it. Um, what vitamin D does is one, it's going to boost your mood. Uh, two, it's going to help you with consumption and the sunshine, and it's going to help um, produce blood levels. Um, or excuse me, blood flow. That's going to help reduce um, anti aging process. So one thing to just again, I always feel so much better once I get out, and especially in these gorgeous, gorgeous times. Um, another thing, just kind of speaking uh, when you come back to the house, of taking off your shoes. This is a big thing that was always come up in our house. And I think when you grow up, you want to do everything that your parents tell you, you know, everything 
a dancer, apparently. And when I was here, like, oh, it's such the biggest thing. Take off your shoes, take off your shoes. It wasn't until I get older and I realized I was, ugh, that's the one, the, the biggest rule, or maybe the one rule in my house now is take off your shoes. Um, you know, Heather, it's so, it is interesting because we've always done it here in our house. And as you know, especially your brother, he fought me on it forever until he got his own home and his own boat and all that. And now there are no shoes allowed. In fact, he has two signs at his house. The first sign on his front door is, take off your shoes unless you're Jesus or George Strait. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you go into a little, like a like a mud room. And then there's another sign before you can even enter the house that just says, no shoes. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like you, I'm totally grossed out when anybody has shoes in the house. Because where have those shoes been? Yeah, I, you know, there, the there's so much you know, bacteria. You think about all the things. I mean, again, I think of just, you know, people sit on the carpet, lay on the And for me, I just think of how many disgusting gross things are out there. And um, and one, so one, you try, you bring in the bacteria, you bring in the dust. And also then what happens is over time, people, you know, your carpets become dirty. And then people just think, oh, you know, it's dirty. It's just you living there. I'll just let it be. But you have to live in that shelf. And I just find that I probably vacuum almost every single day. Well, probably every day now, which sounds a bit obsessive. But the thing that makes me want to re-vacuum the next day is not only do I not allow shoes in my house, but I vacuum every single day. And the amount of dust and dirt and hair and God knows what else is stuck in that vacuum. When I see it, then I'm like, oh, my gosh, I I just did this yesterday. I just emptied the thing. So people who are so unaware of what, you know, people, your skin cells and all that kind of stuff. So take off the shoes. There's no reason, I have to say. I, I wear house booties and socks in the house. Um, and you can go barefoot, but I mean, the best feeling is, is to want to go barefoot and still feel that clean feeling. Um, another thing to And going barefoot is really good for your feet. Too. I mean, it's good for your arches. You know, you're you were actually meant to go barefoot. Obviously, not over rocks and stickers and that kind of thing. But in the house, it's really good for you. Oh, yeah, completely. And if you're at the beach and things like that, and speaking of feet health too, if you are outside, um, we've talked before on other skin um, related things that um, how people forget there's this. You know, when we put on sunscreens in our face, our arms, our big places. One of the, the two main things people forget usually is their feet, the tops of their hands, and your ears, and which I've gotten my feet so severely sunburned. One time I went to a music concert, um, it was a day concert in the summertime, and of course you're wearing know, shorts and sandals. I was you know, the rest of me got tan a little bit, but my feet were burned to a crisp, and I didn't, you know, and, and you don't realize it until the day is over, that you're like, oh my God. And it was because that was the last, I didn't even think of it on my feet, what, you know, so just be careful of that. Um, make sure every part of your body um, is covered when you're out in the sun. And, you know, I just wanted to add something to that because I just heard something on the radio today that was alarming, and it was about Marin County has the highest rating, the, the highest ratio of melanomas in the entire mm-hmm. state, 60% more than any other area in Marin. And a few years ago, Marin also had the highest incidence of breast cancer. But the things with melanoma was that even having, you know, even wearing a shirt, uh, like a sleeveless blouse or shirt or T-shirt or something, um, and having your window down, if you don't have sunscreen on, you could get a melanoma on your arm or not wearing a hat, you could get it on your head. So wearing the sunscreen 
365 days a year is very uh, prudent. Uh, and you know, that's actually that's kind of fascinating to you that I'm, I'm curious to find if there's some kind of, um, you know, maybe an, an ozone, uh, kind of a thinner thing within that area there, or there's something else going on that's well, they didn't um, know the reason. They didn't have an answer. They, one thing that was suggested is that because it's more in a, uh, a more affluent area of California, it also could be that more people are getting checked up and more people are reporting it as opposed to people a, that don't that's even a know. Really great thing. I like. I think that's that's actually a, a very valid point. I think that's fantastic. Um, another thing again, I just kind of want to be upsetting of making yourself, you know. The 60-second health insurance thing for your, for your life is, one, set a goal every single day. I'm very big. I have this big day planner. I write it every day, and I have the big task, and I have very long day tasks. You know, some things are take the garbage out, you know, go to, go to bar methods, like things that I know I was going to do, but I feel so productive when I cross off all these lists. Um, and also, just you know, it, it makes me feel like, wow, I'm such a, a busy person. It just takes a minute to write these things down. Also... Um, you know how wonderful it feels when someone says something out of, you know, just for no reason, a stranger tells you, I love your dress, or, you know, just, uh, what a great smile. When someone takes the time for no reason to tell you something, it feels really wonderful, and I feel like it feels really good to do the same for someone. So, uh, that sort of when you get, when you do, when you give something, you get something back. Um, I feel emotionally, spiritually, Try to say one nice thing to someone or encouraging, and maybe, you know, not not exactly, not uh, you know, not sacred, not sugar free, being real. You see someone, I'm, I'm very big when I see a girl in a nice outfit. I'll tell her, you know, oh my God, I love your dress, or uh, someone, you know, oh your dog's so cute, whatever it may be. I know I'm the same way, and I just walk right up to people and tell them, and I think that you know that's a really good thing for both people. It makes your day. And. And another thing, too, of just in the destruction is we are in this life of go, go, go kind of stuff. Um, we may not have time to get to the spa, to get to the spa, whatever it may be. Um, we are so in tune our bodies with scents. That is a very nostalgic thing. It's a relaxing thing to us. And we smell things. Um, you know, we've created, you know, you know, the thing with scent is that when we smell, we know something is wrong, we know something is good, it's something, you know, it smells like surface, it smells like something, whatever it may be. Um, aromatherapy is the big thing. I always have candles going in our house. I just love coming home to a different scents. Sometimes we have the big good ones, but my favorite ones, I feel the most relaxing ones, are ones that have the smells of lavender or eucalyptus, things that oftentimes, if you ever have had the treat to get a massage, that they make that ambience smell like. And again, for me, when I smell it, why it is a relaxing thing to me is because I have that massage of, oh, this is what spas smell like. This is what when I get a massage. So if you're kind of trying to de-stress, even if you're at home doing home, you know, uh, at-home work, office work at home, and kind of feel like, how does scented cat have something going that smells really relaxing to you? So you know, like aromatherapy, nice that is a, that's a really good... Uh, suggestion not only candles but you can do the same thing with flowers and if you have even a small garden or you can just get a pot you know consider getting some lavender because lavender 
it blooms all year round and it smells so great. And, and if you're really stressed, you can take some fresh lavender, just the blossoms or even the leaves, rub them between your hand and then put them up against your, your, um, your nose and your face and inhale it. In fact, sometimes if you get a massage, people will do that with the, the essence of uh, the oil, the essence of lavender. And you'll see that it really does relax you. But I think having the candles as well, just anything that's going to de-stress is a good thing. I can I completely 100% agree. And um, another thing too, just uh, kind of uh, getting into just again this regular health thing for you, washing your hands. Ever know that sounds so. Your mother told you it sounds so old. Um, but again, uh, hand sanitizer—they're quick fix. But they're not um, the same thing. I always carry hand sanitizer with me because, as you know, think of when you touch a hand with all the other people. But just like cold and flu season, washing, you know, basic things, washing your hands every time you touch food, when you touch your car. Um, and that's another thing, too, a quick fix thing um, of helping to, uh, you know, sort of eliminate bacteria. Is even if you have, don't have time to take your car to the car wash and do a full and get, um, they make things that are kind of soft for interiors of cars or you know, aren't going to cause any streak or um, rusting in the car. So just wash off your hands, your car handles, uh, and your steering wheel and just the interior of things. Because for the most part, you're the only person that's touching the car door. But think of how many other things you touch before you get to it. So therefore, when you do touch again, you're just picking up all that bacteria. And you know, when you go to the gas station, you're touching things. So just do quick little fix, quick little uh, wash downs, cleanse downs of the interior and the car handles of your door. Um, again, that's going to help prevent any bacteria. And just think of, you know, if you were last time you were sick um, at home. Same thing goes for remote controls and door handles at home. That's going to help keep you, um, keep you from getting uh, sick and, and spreading bacteria. Also, Nerve is the last thing as human touch. Um, if you know, give someone, especially a significant other, a squeeze. That only does, um, it's going to help you know, lower blood, blood pressure. But as human beings, we are mainly to, um, attracted to the feeling of touch. And especially that goes if you have a significant other. Um, a, a big thing is, you know, kissing, hugging, saying, uh, before you leave and come back, you say, well, good morning, good night. Uh, just expressing some form of touch. Our bodies respond to that. That's why, you know, babies are nurtured. Um, why they think, you know, to, to cuddle, why we, we, that's how babies first are expressed um, love and communication. Same thing is it's a stress reliever of human touch. I felt too, petting an animal, um, another good stress reliever, another kind of 60-second health boost. Um, I know, too, that my dog usually feels I'm constantly looking for affection, constantly rubbing up on me and trying to get me to snuggle with her. Um, that goes as well for people, too, as giving you know, that affection to someone else, whether it's pet or human, to help lower blood pressure and it'll make you feel better. Again, getting those neurotransmitters uh, going, they're going to send happy, relaxing thoughts back to you. <laughs> Well, those are all fantastic. And I think, you know, give a hug today, right? You know, it is amazing that personal touch. We really do need, you know, the one-on-one and giving a hug to somebody can really change the dynamics of what's going on in their life. So the, the animals need it. People need it. I think all sentient beings need it. Well, Heather, what a great segment. And these are just all 60-second 
ideas that you can do quick and easy that will keep you healthy. And so take a minute every day with some of these tips from Health Matters from Heather and make your life a little bit more special and more enhanced. So could you give out the websites? Most definitely. We want you to go to beautyfayard.com as well as And when we come back, we're going to continue some of these healthy, refreshing ideas, but we're going to take it into the summer beverages with a twist. So fresh fruit, herbs, vegetables, they're going to spice up your barbecues and your picnics and your summer evenings. So stay with me. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And you're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. We'll be right back. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax-deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. BeTheStarYouAre.org Be the lucky star you Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. Be the star you are. You are. Plug in your headphones and tune in to enlightening interviews with acclaimed authors and success experts as our Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, gabs with the gurus. Lend us your ears for the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, here's Cynthia Bryan. Well, thanks for staying with us here on Star Style. Be the star you are. And we hope that you are really enjoying this summer uh, and the weather and being outdoors and doing all the fun things that we hope that you are doing. Well, we are going to enjoy a little bit of libations now because I don't know about what you like to do uh, in your time off, but especially on the weekends, we are outside and that's where we really do our entertaining. And actually here in California, usually the weather is nice enough in the evenings that we can have our suppers outside and you know, you can take a, a walk. And so we're very blessed here that we don't have the sleet and the, you know, the rain and all the, the bad things, that, the storms that are happening in other parts of the country. But if you are entertaining, you may want to consider uh, making some big batches of some 
some great uh, juices and drinks, and then let everybody serve themselves. And I know that on the 4th of July, I made, um, I always like to have something special. Besides, I always make homemade lemonade because I grow three different kinds of lemons and I grow limes. And so I always squeeze the lemons and I don't add any sugar because the lemons are actually good enough and it's so refreshing and you can just add some sparkling water to it to the fresh lemon juice and stir it all up. And sometimes I'll do a little squeeze of tangerine or a little squeeze of orange, oranges in there just to sweeten it up. And a lot of people are making different kinds of iced teas and sun teas and mint teas and those kind of things. But I thought I would also share with you some drinks that are more alco- <laughs> alcoholic. Yes, they are alcoholic. They're more adult-oriented. And they are just, they're really fun for, you know, for your outdoor parties. On the 4th, besides the, the teas and the, the lemonade, as I said, I also made a homemade sangria. And it's actually from Heather's husband's recipe where you take a couple of bottles of wine and you add, I, I make it three days in advance, and you add all kinds of fruits, whatever you have around. Now, what I had growing and uh, fresh was tangerines, lemons, plums, and um, nectarines. So I sliced all these up and put it in the wine and let it, you know, let it seep. And then you add some brandy to it and you let it, you keep stirring it. And then I added some orange juice and some lemon juice. And after a couple of days, you know, it really gets some really, really strong uh, flavors. And then you can serve it with either sparkling water or ginger ale or something else. But it was very easy and very pretty and people really seemed to like it. So here are some other ones that you may like that are truly straight from the garden. Now, a lot of people grow basil. And, you know, it is funny because I see people in the store going to the uh, produce market, I mean the produce section, and buying, you know, this little little bunch of basil for like $4.99 when you can go into the uh, department that sells live plants, either at your grocery store. And I know Trader Joe's, if you have one near, and I'm not giving them a plug, but I do love that they do this. They always have a big pot, a quart pot of basil for anywhere from $2.99 to $3.99. And I just take it home, put it in a pretty pot, and I just clip it as needed. And it usually lasts all summer long. And one of my friends from Oregon was visiting lately. And she says she buys this $2.99, $3.99 pot of basil, plants it in her garden or puts it in a big container outside. And it gets to like two feet high and three feet wide. And it just it lasts until the freeze. So that's a really uh, good thing to do. So, you know, don't just buy the bunch. Buy a plant. And here, make a basil lemon drop. So we say pucker up, and it's like a kiss of a garden fresh basil. It transforms the classic lemon drop into something that is just great to sip on the patio. What you do is you lightly muddle a handful of fresh basil leaves in the bottom of a pitcher. And then you can add like three cups of vodka, one and a half cups of lemon juice, uh, one and a half cups of simple syrup, and plenty of ice. You stir it. And you pour it. You put it in a big pitcher or you can put it in one of those, you know, that people can help themselves. And it just really helps when you're setting up like your your patio beverage table. And you can also, if you want to have the virgin drinks of these, just put the alcohol on the side and let people put a topper in. 
Oh, another one that is so good, and again, right from the garden, um, it's a, called a cucumber cooler, and it's with rosé. So you chill your rosé, and you chill a cu- cucumber, and these are the building blocks. And then what you do is you combine a bottle of um, very dry rosé wine, and you add a cup of the St. Germain elderflower liqueur, a half a cup of lemon juice, and a thinly sliced lemon. I prefer Meyer lemons if you have them. Most stores don't sell them. You almost have to grow your own. But otherwise, you know, use whatever you have. And then you add to it the English or the Persian, uh, the Persian cucumbers, and you slice those thinly. You can put those in a pitcher as well. Stir it up. And you've got a delicious, wonderful, very refreshing patio afternoon drink. So I think that one you would really like. Now, another one, if you like a great cocktail and you want to mix something up, is this is like a spritz. And a lot of people like, um, you know, spritzes in the summer because they're part wine and then part something else. So... Let's talk about this. This one's a really easy one. You can open two bottles of um, white wine. And if you have a bottle of um, Lilat Blanc, which is a light orange scented wine, it's an aperitif. And it's really nice for summer. Or you can do a bottle of Prosecco. And then you just slice up some lemons and some oranges. And you add mint sprigs and a large pitcher of ice so and then you have a nice little spritzer another one is uh, this one's called summer storm and this is a cousin of the dark and stormy and it because it has a rum in it so let's talk about this one so this one again again you can always do them in large pitchers you're going to do two cups of sweet vermouth one and a half cups of lime juice and two cups of ginger beer Add a little bit of simple syrup, and if it's too tart um, for your taste buds, you know, add a little bit more of the simple syrup. And I like to add some peaches to this. So slice up some peaches and add it, and then you can just top it with just a tiny bit of rum on the top or whatever you want. Uh, another one, I, when we're doing like a, a tropical um, theme, is that you can buy the coconut rum. And I have really had people just rave about some of these other drinks that I, I, I just make up these recipes, is I would blend up a really ripe cantaloupe, and um, with it, I blend um, either mango or you can, you can do, you know, guava, something like that, and put it in a blender. And it makes a nice puree. And then you uh, pour that into a glass, of course, with lots of ice and add a little bit of um, tonic water or club soda and then top it with the coconut rum. And it really, really tastes great. And you can come up with your own, your own, you know, names and uh, ideas for these. If you grow mint, as I do, and I really wish I wasn't growing so much mint right now because it started in a pot and it got out of the pot and it literally has taken over the landscape. But muddling mint for drinks is great. We were at a restaurant recently and they had what was called a virgin mojito 
and they made it with papaya and mint. So it was a papaya juice that was put in a blender. Then the mint was muddled, and then they mixed it um, with a ginger ale. They called it a virgin mojito, but it was very, very good. And you can do the same if you know by adding whatever alcohol you like to it, whether it is rum or anything else. I uh, I really like. I don't know if if anybody has ever tasted a Negroni, which is an Italian drink. But it, those drinks are pretty strong. So instead of having Negroni, Negroni, which is, let's see, you have vermouth in it, you have Campari in it, and those are pretty strong together. So mix it with some orange juice and some cranberry juice and lots of ice and a twist of orange the, on top of it, and it just tastes, that tastes so much better. And it, it really, again, it's a very pretty drink. And uh, it's really great for summer. So muddle some of these things up. Now, if you want a, a great drink that you don't add any alcohol to and it's super healthy for you, is in your blender, get a watermelon and just make watermelon juice. And uh, It has been shown that watermelon juice is extremely healthy for your complexion and for your body as well as the watermelon is giving you hydration. And, of course, you can't beat the flavor of that. Speaking of watermelon, it's a great, great addition to a salad. Just get some arugula, some red onion, and chop up some watermelon. Toss it all up in an oil and vinaigrette, and you will love your salad. Uh, Another salad that is great is a corn and peach salad. You can uh, just, you can shuck four ears of sweet corn. You chop up about a cup of fresh peaches, and peaches are ripe right now. Might have been falling from the trees. Uh, Slice up very thinly, like six to eight medium radishes. Here comes that mint again, a quarter cup of chopped fresh mint leaves, a tablespoon of olive oil, and a tablespoon of cider vinegar. And, you know, what you do is you don't even have to cook the corn. You can just wash it, shuck it, you know, Rinse it, and then you take the kernels from the cob. And in a bowl, just combine everything. Combine the corn, the peaches, the radishes, the mints. And then you just add the oil and vinegar and a little salt and pepper to taste. And that amount will make about mm, 8 to 10 servings. And the great thing about it is for a summer party is you can make this ahead of time. And so, you know, you can be out there with your friends and enjoying yourself. And, and you can be sipping one of those special drinks. Strawberries right now are in season. You're going to find a lot of strawberries in the store. You can do the same thing to make a strawberry drink of throwing the strawberries in a blender. Just remember that your blender can be your greatest, greatest tool, as well as if you just have a mallet for muddling the mint. So if you're not growing mint and you want to grow mint because it does take over, make sure you maintain it in a container and don't let it get into your yard or you will be sorry. So I hope these are a couple of drinks that you will enjoy uh, throughout the summer and you come up with your own recipes. It's really fun just to make up something and you kind of feel like you're a bartender, you know, and even if you don't, if even if you don't like, uh, Having a drink that has alcohol in it or it's too hot or you don't want to serve that. You know, making spritzers are great. Wine is great. And you can also use um, 
the ginger beer, which is just a, another wonderful alternative. So we're going to go to break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about how fat is getting the blame, and for, for decades it has been a very vilified um, nutrient, but maybe it isn't so bad for us. Let's find out. So stay with me. I'm Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Be right back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Have you ever heard the saying, oh, you are a born leader? Well, your leadership, you're not born. Leadership is earned. It's not something that you are born with or a title that comes with your job. Leadership doesn't just happen. It truly is learned. And to become a great leader, you need to develop essential traits. A few of the characteristics of leaders include uncompromising integrity and a desire to always do the right thing. Energy and enthusiasm, as well as a love for the work at hand, are necessary. Leaders must be goal-oriented and have the courage to work to make those goals a reality. Leaders surround themselves with smart people and encourage the people under them to be leaders themselves. And leaders never stop learning because they know that learning transforms to earning. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit star-style.com or call 925-377-STAR. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Be the star you are. You are the star. Pump up your energy and jumpstart your dreams with positive, life-changing interviews and star-studded conversations on our award-winning program, Star Style. Be the star you are. Hosted by the passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Find all you need in the light that shines. When you were growing up, did you only have non-fat milk, you know, skim milk or low-fat milk in your refrigerator? Were you eating margarine instead of butter? You know, were you told that you had to eat non-fat everything, whether it was salad dressings or cookies or whatever? So did you give up fat in the name of health? Well, it's coming out in research that we might have all been misled because by deleting fat from our diets, we might have been introducing more disease, and that is kind of a scary thing. So what is up with that? Well, you know, back in 1977, 
there was a landmark publication called Dietary Goals for the United States that urged Americans to eat less high-fat red meat, less eggs, and less dairy, and replace everything with more calories from fruits, vegetables, and especially carbohydrates. Now, by 1980, that wisdom was codified by the U.S. Department of Agriculture when it issued its first dietary guidelines, and one of the primary directives was to avoid cholesterol and fat of all sorts. And then the National Institute of Health recommended that all Americans over the age of two cut fat consumption. And that same year, the government announced the results of a $150 million study, which had one clear message. And that message was, eat less fat and cholesterol to reduce your risk of heart attack. Well, it sounded good. The food industry and the American eating habits, they jumped right in line and grocery shelves started filling up with everything light. And I'm sure your family have seen it or you might have indulged in it. I know my husband was on such a kick. of He didn't bring anything home unless it was light yogurt. You know, it was low-fat this, you know, non-fat that. And it made me really, it really made me crazy. Now, I can see the advice about, you know, maybe, you know, eating a little bit less red meat. But since I've always, always raised chickens, I've always had eggs, and I never felt that going yolk-free, you know, with those yolk-free beaters was the right thing to to do. And whole milk, I think, has almost completely vanished from people's tables. So between 1977 and 2012, the per capita consumption of any foods that had the fats and carbohydrates in them dropped, but While calories from supposedly healthy carbohydrates increased, no surprise, given that everybody now was eating breads and cereals and pasta, those became the base of the USDA food pyramid. So we were really embarking on a vast nutritional experiment, is what they're saying, and nearly a uh, a million Americans a year were dropping dead of heart disease by the mid-1980s, and so... You know, something had to be tried. But now, nearly four decades later, the results of that experiment have proved that eliminating fat and eliminating all those uh, carbohydrates was a failure. When you cut the fat, but by almost every measure, Americans are sicker than ever. So by cutting fat out of their diet, they became sicker. The prevalence of type 2 diabetes increased 166% from 1980 to 2012. Nearly 1 in 10 American adults has the disease, and it costs the healthcare system $245 billion a year, which is an estimated 86 million people are pre-diabetic. So deaths from heart disease have now fallen, a fact that many experts attribute to better emergency care, less smoking, and widespread use of cholesterol-controlling drugs, you know, like statins. But the cardiovascular disease still is America's number one killer. So even the increasing rates of exercise are not able to keep us healthy. And more than a third of the country is now obese. Now, that is really horrible. That makes the United States one of the fattest countries in an increasingly fat world. Now, Americans were told to cut back on fat to lose weight and to prevent heart disease, 
But there's an overwhelming strong case that what really happened is exactly the opposite. So, of course, making that case is controversial, but there is evidence to support that we actually need more fats in our diet. Because what happened is the vilification of fat is so deeply embedded in our culture now. It's like a love-hate relationship with food. And we have a, a huge obsession over weight. And it's helped reshape all kinds of agriculture, like acre upon acre, obsessed that iced corn was planted to produce the sweetness that now fills processed foods. And it's changed business with the market for fat replacers. There's artificial ingredients that take the place of fat in packaged food. And that has grown nearly 6% a year. And it's changed the way we talk, attaching moral terms to nutrients in debates like bad cholesterol versus good cholesterol or bad fat versus good fat. Now, all of this means that the received wisdom isn't going to change, you know, easily or quickly. And, I mean, it's a huge paradigm shift in science, what we're finding out now. But the studies to support that we need fat do exist. So research is challenging the idea that fat makes people fat. That's the, that's the challenge. And that fat is the dire risk factor for heart disease. So the stakes are high because researchers and public health agencies, you know, and for the average people, they just want to know what to put in their mouth three times a day. So we've known for some time that fats found in vegetables like olives and in fish like salmon can actually protect against heart disease. And now it's becoming clear that even the saturated fat that's found in a medium-sized, you know, uh, medium-rare steak or in a slab of butter. And those are two of, you know, public enemy number one and two would be butter and steak. That they have more complex and in some cases benign effects on the body than previously thought. So our demonization of fat may have backfired in ways that we're just beginning to understand. So it seems that what happened is when Americans cut back the calories from butter and beef and cheese, they didn't just simply disappear. The thinking went that if people reduce saturated fat, they would replace it with healthy fruits and vegetables. Well, that didn't happen. It was pretty naive because what happened is they replaced it with prepackaged food that said non-fat. So the news research is suggesting that it's the overconsumption of carbohydrates, sugars, sweeteners, and you know, and hear that word, sweeteners. Those are a no-no. That those are the ones that are responsible now for the epidemics of obesity and type 2 diabetes. It, refined carbohydrates like those in wheat bread, hidden sugars, uh, low-fat crackers, low-fat past, pasta, can cause changes in our blood chemistry that encourage the body to store the calories as fat. And then what it does is it intensifies the hunger and it makes it that much more difficult to lose weight. So the argument against fat was totally and completely flawed. And um, Dr. Robert, uh, Robert Lustig, who is a pediatrician at the University of California, San Francisco, UCSF. He's the president of the Institute for Responsible Nutrition. He said, we've traded one disease for another because our myopic focus on fat warped our diet and contributed to the biggest health crises facing the country. So it's time to end the war. 
So we have long been told that fewer calories and more exercise leads to weight loss. And we want to believe that science is purely a matter of data, that superior research is going to yield the right answer. But sometimes research isn't a match for a strong personality. So what, you know, we have to do is it was following years of fear of heart disease that exploded in the U.S. It was driven literally by the K-rations and, and President Dwight Eisenhower's heart attack back in 1955. That year, nearly half of all deaths in the U.S. were due to heart disease. And the many of the victims were seemingly healthy men struck down by heart attack. So there was an enormous fear that heart attacks were the epidemic that we're emerging out of nowhere. But there is an explanation. The explanation is that it was the high levels of cholesterols, which are the waxy, fat-like substance present in foods, as well as naturally occurring in the body. And that's what was clogging the arteries, leading to heart disease. So the solution was since fat intake raised LDL cholesterol, that reducing fat in the diet would reduce the risk of heart disease. That LDL cholesterol levels are considered a marker for heart disease. Why high HDL cholesterol is um, seems to be the cardioprotective. So, you know, it's the good, the bad again. So in the 50s and 60s, this Dr. Keyes sought to flesh out the hypotheses. He traveled around the world to gather data about diet and cardiovascular disease. And then he found that people who ate a diet low in saturated fat had lower levels of heart disease. So the Western diet was heavy on meat and dairy, and it correlated with the high rates of of heart disease. And the study helped land Keyes on the cover of Time in which he had managed, uh, and that was back in the 60s, he had admonished the Americans to reduce the fat calories in their diets by a third if they wanted to avoid heart disease. And that work became the foundation for a body of science that implicated fat as a major risk factor. But was that the, was that the actual key? Well, it turns out he, Keyes died in 2004, and he believed, and now it's what most people believe too, that it was the fat that was doing it. But that isn't, it doesn't seem to be the case. The reality is that hard numbers about the American diet are scant before the mid-century, and they were all but uh, non-existent before the 1900s, and the anti-fat message went mainstream. But the truth is, the idea that saturated fat is bad for us makes a kind of, you know, it seems instinctive, but it really isn't, because we use the same phrase to describe both the greasy stuff that gives our steak flavor and the pounds we carry on our middle. So when scientists crunch the numbers and the connection between saturated fat and cardiovascular, it becomes more tenuous. So given that the case on saturated fat was long considered closed, we have to examine the evidence and, and have a much more serious change. So before you start eliminating all the fat from your diet, you want to start looking at what f- new facts are out there. The Mediterranean diet has for a very long time now been considered extremely healthy because it's high in fruits, vegetables, but good fats like avocados and nuts. And we do want to have some of those things. So nearly every expert agrees we'd be healthier if more of our diet were made up of what we call real food. Because what's happened in the last 
well, 50 years or so, is that people are eating processed food. And the staggering rise in obesity over the decades doesn't stem from refined carbohydrates messing with our metabolism. It's more because we are letting the food industry give us all of these fake foods. So studies suggest that processed meat increases heart disease in a way that unprocessed meat doesn't. So how we eat, whether we cook it ourselves or grab it from a fast food takeout, matters as much as what we eat. So don't feel bad about having real cream in your coffee or yolks in your eggs or the occasional steak. Because if you've got uh, some of your eating good food and healthy and real food, that, you know, the war on fat isn't going to be your war. The cold hard truth is that the only way to eat well is to eat well. So you don't have to be drinking skim milk and don't be just having margarine anymore. Use the real thing. Real food for real people. Well, thank you for being great listeners and allowing us into your life. Make sure you are tuned to this station with Heather and I. We like being in your personal growth success coaches. And we want to bring you lots of new research and fun and, uh, and success tips. For information about Star Style, visit star-style.com. To make a donation to Be The Star You Are charity, visit bethestarur.org or btsya.org. Listen to our teen show on Voice America Kids Network Tuesdays at noon Pacific. And until we celebrate again next week, remember love always prevails. Kindness will help you win and smiles will keep you happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. I thank you and encourage you to be the star you are. Have a great week. Be the star you the star you are, be the star It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to www.bethestarur.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. You are.